why do you unfollow? Maybe like a month ago, I unfollowed like everybody that I've accumulated over like the past years of Instagram. I followed too many people that were too close to my like style of art, or just like random people I meet that they're like, oh, let's follow each other. Actually, I just unfollowed DJ Khaled on Twitter just because he's like so annoying with the retweets. I unfollowed this one girl I was talking to. She has an app that like shows who unfollowed and stuff. And then in the middle of like hanging out, she's like, so why did you unfollow me on Instagram? And I immediately liked her less, 10% less. It's slightly cool to be like, I got 10 people that I'm following. I got 10,000 people that follow me. I don't care about anybody else. I'm doing my own thing, you know, whatever. Hello. Welcome to Why'd You Push That Button? Podcast where Ashley Carmen. Hello. And Caitlin Tiffany, that's me, talk about all of the tiny tech decisions that we make every day and how they impact our social lives. Yes. Um, What are we talking about today? I'm calling this episode the politics of unfollowing, but basically it's why did you unfollow someone? So we love social platforms here. Yeah. We love them. And passive aggression. Yes. Yes. And unfollowing is the most passive aggressive thing you can do. Nope. It's not. Muting is the most passive-aggressive thing you can do. Anyway. All right. We'll get into it. Yeah. But really today we're talking about why you unfollow someone. What makes you do it? What makes you push that unfollow button? It's one thing if you don't follow back to start and you just never follow back. But it's a very calculated choice, I think, when you specifically go to their profile and are like, unfollow. Yeah. Particularly in like a social media world where you're following probably hundreds of accounts. So unfollowing one account, you got to mean it for, you know, one account in a sea of hundreds. Who cares? I meant it. I did it on purpose. really ruining your experience that much? And on the flip side, if you have been unfollowed and you notice that someone has unfollowed you, that can hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin, you've been there, right? Uh, Yeah. I feel like I just told you this story last week but yeah I was unfollowed recently by like a writer that I really respect this person followed me a long time ago when I first got hired at The Verge I was 21 I didn't know anybody in media you were you didn't even have a podcast yet I had literally rolled into this city with like a beat up Hyundai Elantra full of rotting blueberry muffins. I was going to say, Slept on an air mattress. (laughs) Kept my clothes in some old paper Trader Joe's bags. This is the situation. She followed me on Twitter. I was like, oh my God. And now I just want to point out you are wearing a jumpsuit with a blazer. I know. Look how far you've come. Oh my God. This is a professional haircut. (laughs) Anyway. And then last week she unfollowed for what I would describe as a petty reason. And it actually um, made me feel sad. But you kind of knew the reason. We don't have to get into it. But you knew sort of what you did that caused the unfollow. Yeah. Which is why I said petty reason. Well, I only bring that up because I've had a situation where a girl who... I would say is in our friend group. Like, if I see her out at a bar, it would definitely be a, hey, what's up? It would be a five-minute conversation, but still we know each other. We would acknowledge each other's presence, and we definitely will see each other at parties sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why I went to her profile page one day, but I did, and I knew she had followed me before, and then I realized she wasn't following me anymore. So she unfollowed me, and then I was like, okay, who else did she unfollow? And I discovered that she unfollowed one of our my really good friends. So I texted him, and I was like, she unfollowed you. And he's like, what? I don't have a reason for it. And that's almost, that's way more frustrating because I, I, I'm just like, <laughs> really? Why? was my? I barely post. Yeah. Maybe that's why? I doubt it. I don't know. There's, I, I, there's no answers for I you there. I think that's harder. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll recover from my incident. But it is like it's weird because like the way that Twitter is designed where you like go to someone's profile and it says follows you next to their name. Mm -hmm. When that's suddenly gone, it's like, like, yeah, what? Like screech. Like, yeah, record scratch. So that's the thing we haven't acknowledged is that all these platforms treat following in different ways. Like Twitter, as you mentioned, says follow back. Mm -hmm. Follows you. Follows you. So you immediately when you even just hover over their profile can see, oh, they're following me. Mm hmm. Instagram, you can't easily tell. When it you will go- prompt you to follow them back. Yes. It will say follow back, but you don't have to press that button. Right. You can't easily tell if they're following you necessarily. Yeah. If, if you, you already, are already follow them. Oh, my God. This is so confusing. If you already follow someone, there's no easy way to see if they follow you back. Exactly. You have to search. Yeah, you have to go into their friends list and search your name, which, by the way, I didn't know about until maybe a couple of years ago, but... If you didn't know about that, you should definitely try it out. It's fun and will hurt your feelings probably. <laughs> and then Facebook is a whole nother world that... I can't tell you the last time that I stressed about anything Yeah, I don't think anyone here it is really caring. certainly not in this decade. It's really Instagram and Twitter yeah. where the follows become a thing. Anyway, so to help us understand this world of unfollowing and why people do it, Caitlin, you talk to someone, right? I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I talked to The Verge's managing editor, T.C. Sotic. I love unfollowing and muting people, and I don't love when they know that I've done it. T.C. Oh my gosh. I love T.C. Yes, we all do. He has a pretty elaborate system to get around I guess all of the stress of this three or four months ago I unfollowed everybody and then I moved everybody that I wanted to follow into lists I remember this mm-hmm. I wasn't personally hurt because it was everyone exactly but I was like whoa that's that's a move yeah and he gave his reason I don't want to have to like think about this other social structure about people like scrutinizing whether I'm following them or not or whether I'm muting them like I just want to be able to do that stuff and not worry about any other things you know he would still be seeing the content of people that he like likes or respects or is interested in. He sorted them into various lists. You can say lists to private on Twitter so that no one knows when they're being added or removed. And then he can look at all of those in TweetDeck or whatever. So I have a list literally called the timeline, which is the primary thing that I look at. It's like friends, co-workers, and then I have some other timelines for like philosophers that I'm really interested in or professors or things like that. I have timeline for like personalities that I'm interested in for games. So you can just look at the list based on what he feels like seeing Hmm. he can still like respond retweet people don't feel like he's totally thrown them off into the ether of the web never to be seen or heard from again yeah because tc will still occasionally throw you a like most of those people that i unfollowed i still follow i retweet them i like what they say i respond to them on twitter so they know that i'm seeing their tweets it seems like it works out pretty good for him and he he gave like a pretty good explanation of like you know he's been on the internet for a long time my instinct was always to give people charity and patience and then i started working at the verge and encountering like really nasty trolls on the internet and i just became very pro-block pro-mute unfollow get rid of people who are toxic in your world quickly, right? Like it doesn't need to be a long decision-making process. This sounds like a lot of work though. I agree because he said he has said like he had to ha- like unfollow each person individually. I did do it by hand. Which like even if you follow 300 Wait, people. Wait, seriously? 
There's not like an app that would be like unfollow, mass no. unfollow. I mean, maybe by but hand. Yeah, I unfollowed everyone by hand, and then like resorted them all into lists, which does seem like a lot of work. But at the same time, that was a weekend project. Yeah, one weekend. Now your Twitter experience is so much better. So basically, I'm like a ghost on Twitter now. And also, nobody's feelings got hurt. My feelings aren't hurt because TC because didn't it was just me. everyone's unfollowed. People make jokes, you know, like Casey asks me about once a week why I don't follow the greatest Twitter account in the world, which is Casey Newton's. I'm really curious. Are we just on the coworkers <laughs> list? Yeah. So he has a really intense system, which is cool. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. You don't know if you're muted. And we're all the same, at yeah. least publicly. But we know TC's secrets. Yeah. And he still has like 13,000 followers or something ridiculous. So obviously it didn't hurt him that much there. He's, he's established. Yeah. I'm sure I've lost some followers because people expect reciprocity. Like it's weird if you're friends with someone that he'll follow you back. Actually, I remember before I worked at The Verge, I was interviewing for the job, obviously. And TC followed me. And this was when he I followed worked. you before you got hired. Yeah, and this Whoa. was when I worked at a trade publication and mm-hmm. was absolutely not being read by anyone but like cybersecurity nerds. Right, love you guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, when TC followed me, that was huge. I was like, "Whoa, TC! Like that was crazy." So, <laughs> well, now that time that was an important time, TC, and you've ruined it. Oh man, but not as ruined it as the writer who unfollowed me because that was out of spite and his True. was out of self care. True. There. Anyway, who did you talk to about this? So I talked to another Verge person, our features editor. Senior features editor. Mr. Michael Zelenko. Oh, boy. Brought him on the show. I mostly unfollow people because of their annoying content. So we talked about the ratio specifically because... What's the ratio? The ratio is if you want to look cool on the internet, it's kind of an established truth that you want more people to be following you than you are actually following. Okay. If you're a real celebrity, this is not an issue because if you're Kim K, there is it is physically impossible for you to follow 13 million people. Like you could, but you're not going. That's just not. You could pull like a little B and just follow everyone. That's true, but most celebrities most aren't doing that. Yeah, but if you're a minor celebrity or someone who is not a celebrity but wishes you were a celebrity, you probably care a little bit about your ratio. You want to come off seeming cool. Yeah. And Zelenko came clean. He said he used to care about this. It felt important to me to have more people following me than people that I'd follow because it's pathetic to follow more people than follow you. I think both on Twitter and Instagram. But now... I really just stopped caring, especially because I found that I wasn't following more people and more people weren't following me. I'd reached like some kind of stasis. Okay. We also talked about what prompts him to unfollow. I have probably like a three month to two year grace period. So it seems like right now he's pretty liberal with his follows. Like if he's into you, he'll follow you. It's not like he's like, "Eh, I'm at uh, 999 following on Twitter. I cannot get to a thousand, which is a thing. Yeah, that's my policy. I'm at 997. He's following 1,115 people right now. Yeah, so Zelenko is a great person to follow if you want to follow back, maybe. But people who are like very loud about their politics on Twitter is just like so annoying to me. He mentioned that there are times where he will unfollow people. If they continue to like hammer at the same exact thing over and over, whether that's like politics or their like aesthetic. I empathize with this. In this time, politics is exhausting. You start realizing you're like, am I following this person or am I hate following this person? So maybe that's why TC's list system is smart because he can like just ignore that whole politics column, visit it when he wants a dose of depression straight to the brain, but... Other than that, it can be puppies and cats and jokes. I totally agree with Michael about that. I feel like a lot of political Twitter is just people trying to come up with, like, 
the most clever way to phrase something horrifying. Like after like a shooting, people will be like, I'm going to come up with the most poignant tweet possible so that I get a viral tweet out of this. It's yeah. like, this makes me want to quit. It's exhausting. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good for Michael. I'm glad that he's also figuring out the internet. When do you unfollow people? I don't know if we actually talked about that. So in the last like year, maybe started following a lot more just like random teenagers. Like Both anytime on Insta and Twitter or on Twitter. If like a funny joke from like a nobody account, like just like a random teen gets retweeted in my timeline, I'm like very likely to go follow. I am also very deep into a one strike rule policy for men on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So the first time I see a man tweet something that's annoying, unfollow. <laughs> Done. I mean, I have to give like a little bit of leeway for people who would notice, but of course nobody at The Verge would ever tweet anything annoying. No, of course not. That's my policy. What's your policy for Twitter? Honestly, I don't unfollow frequently. It's just, really? for me, it's a lot of work and I just don't <laughs> care that much. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's something TC talked about too, is that Twitter makes it like very, like there's a lot of steps to unfollowing. There used to be even more, but... Like, it's in their best interest to make a really dense social network so they don't want you unfollowing people. Uh, I have, maybe in relatively recent memory, gone back through Twitter and been like, all right, I'm going to go all the way to the bottom, the like original people I followed on Twitter back in 2009 and see who still uses Twitter, who doesn't, and then unfollow just to kind of call the herd. And mm -hmm. I unfollowed some people, but ultimately, eh, I don't care. Yeah. Instagram, I've unfollowed, I think, on Instagram. Just if they pop up in my feed, I'm like, I don't care about you. Yeah. Like, sometimes, you know, I think I like Instagram better than Facebook because Facebook is a bunch of people from high school who I legitimately do not care about. But it's fine because I don't use Facebook anyways. I like Instagram because I activated an Instagram account when... I was a little bit older and now the people I follow on there are like more adult friends as opposed to my like 14 year old friends and it's just a better experience. But sometimes I have to unfollow because I outgrow them or they outgrow me, which is fair and good. So is the cycle of life. All right. So now we are going to talk to an expert, as we usually do. Caitlin, who is our expert? So we're going to talk to Jen Herman. That's Jen with two N's. A social media consultant. Whoa. I am the world's forefront blogger on Instagram marketing. I believe it. And I am the founder of Jen's Trends. She's going to tell us a little bit about whether you should be sweating the ratio. Give us some answers. Looking All right. forward to it, Jen. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and we're here with Jen Herman. And the first question I have to ask, Jen, is can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you help influencers? Okay, so primarily to help them understand social media strategy, I work with them to figure out what they should be doing to get um, whatever their ROI is, whether they want more sales, whether they want more traffic, not necessarily just to grow followers, but obviously that ties into that component is you want to have a bigger audience so you can have more people to sell to or those sorts of things. So how do you tell people to think about like the following, the follow versus following ratio? Well, I, I do get a lot of people that reach out to me and they're like, how do I get more followers? And it, a lot of people are really focused on like that 
the number that is following them. Most of the time, I usually tell them to calm down and relax and not stress <laughs> out about it. It'll happen naturally. It is one of those things where I think people put too much of an onus on it. And I think we are seeing a shift where, you know, even like Facebook now is minimizing where you can see how many people follow a page. Like they're trying to make it less of a, a kind of popularity contest. So I think that there may be a shift in that direction to not put such a, a big emphasis on your following count. But of course, things like Instagram, when it comes to influencer marketing, people want to see like how big is your audience? Are you talking to a thousand people, a hundred thousand people, a million people? And that does play a factor for a lot of people as influencers and that sort of thing. So it does matter to an extent. Um, but that being said, for me, the bigger issue is an engagement component. So if you have 100,000 followers, but you're only getting 100 likes on your photos, then you don't have an engaged audience. If you've got 100,000 followers and you're getting 5,000 likes on a photo, then great, you have a good engaged audience. So it's more of where that engagement ratio is and, and how the conversations are going on your existing content rather than the individual follower count. So do your clients ever kind of ask you to like, I don't know, diagnose, like, why am I being unfollowed? Like, why is my follow count dropping? All the time. I get questions about that, like, weekly. Like, even my people who are my paying clients, people will just email me and be like, why are my followers going away? And there's usually a few reasons. One is that if you do have a lot of potentially spam accounts following you, meaning if you use certain hashtags or popular hashtags that may generate those automated followers, what could happen is Instagram regularly goes through and does sweeps and they actually clean out inactive or spam-like accounts. So we will all find those times where all of a sudden you lose like a hundred followers overnight or even like a thousand followers overnight. And you're like, whoa, what just happened? Chances are it was a sweep. My opinion, that's a good thing. Like get rid of those hundred, five hundred, thousand, whatever people that are not actively engaging with your content anyways. I'd rather they be gone. So that's not something that you ever really need to worry about from that perspective. And then it is one of those things where it could be like, I do usually ask them, if it doesn't seem like it was a sweep, I will ask them, okay, have you posted certain content recently? Did you overwhelm your audience with a lot of content all of a sudden? Did you post something that's not in line with your normal branding? Sometimes, you know, people just, maybe they went to a live event or they went to a, like, whether it's a conference or something like that, and they posted a boatload of photos from an event and their audience was like, oh my gosh, like I just got 12 photos from this person too much and now they're going to unfollow them. So sometimes you can kind of, you know, war game it from that perspective and see, you know, was there something that came up that caused it? And if, honestly, like if someone emails me or calls me and says, hey, you know, I, I lost five followers last night. And I'm like, really? Five? Like, it's okay. It happens. Like, you have to realize that you are not everybody's cup of tea. And that is okay. That's actually a good thing. We don't want you to be appealing to everybody. And some people will follow you and just decide that they don't want to follow you anymore. And that's okay. I'd rather have them leave and know that they're not my ideal client. And that way I can keep making content and talking to people who are more likely to actually convert in some way for the business. I mean, I do a lot of hate follows. Like, yeah, I can same. think of one specific <laughs> influencer who everything she posts I, I can't. I share it with all my friends, though, because I'm like, look how dumb she is. Like, I just have to. I can't. I can't unfollow. It's horrible. I hate the hate follow. I hate follow more on Twitter, I think. Yeah, Twitter's probably a bit easier because you can kind of like, like Instagram, it like actually just kind of clog up your feed and you're like, no, I don't want to see your content. 
Um, but I think we all have those people that we kind of do. Like, I like that term, the hate follow, that you're just kind of like, I just need to see what they're doing because I can't believe how crazy it is. But yeah, I mean, there are, you know, we all follow people for different reasons. And then we go back and we unfollow them or then we'll go back and follow them again later on. Like, it does happen. And there are people who do the follow for follow games, which, you know, you kind of already talked about in terms of, you know, they, whether it's an automated tool that they're using or whatever it is, it goes in and automatically follows people that use a certain hashtag or that, you know, post in a certain time frame or whatever it is. And they're following you for the pure intention of expecting you to follow them back. And if you don't follow them back within like 24, 72 hours, whatever their limit is, then they're going to unfollow you. And that totally happens all that time and i always tell people i'm like no they're not genuinely interested in you they're following you because they're a robot program to look for your content and they don't really care about you either so who cares if they unfollowed you three days later like they didn't care about you in the first place move on i don't know if you tell people to do this or what your stance is on this but the thing where people will follow and unfollow and follow and unfollow you like over and over so that you keep getting the note the follow <laughs> notification and like in hopes that like eventually you'll follow back do you ever like advise people to do that or is that just like sad sad tactic yeah no, it's totally sad um, <laughs> and here's the thing if you really want to get someone's attention follow them and then actually engage with their content like leave comments like their posts like the whole follow, unfollow, and then a week later you follow them again. And I'm like, that's annoying. It's weird. It's like, okay, either you follow me because you want to see my content or you don't. Like, if you just keep doing the follow, unfollow, like repeatedly hoping to like constantly show up in their notifications, I'm going to be like, okay, like I already looked at your account. I know I'm not interested in you. Like, I don't care. You're just, you're wasting your time. Instead, if they actually follow, whether it's a brand, a celebrity, a person, friend, whatever it is, and go in and actually comment on their photos, they're more likely to develop some sort of community relationship of conversation that is more likely to lead to either a follow in return or that sort of thing. And But that's the thing. It really comes down to having like a genuine conversation and genuine engagement. Just the constant follow on follow for attention is not going to like drive any results for you. I will admit I have done the follow on follow. Oh my God. Not to repetitively. Who? To who? Not well, I don't want to. So. I don't want to. I don't want to put people on blast, but I take it very personally because I don't do this like Kim Kardashian or something. Obviously, Kim is not following me back, which is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but I do this to people who perhaps work at The Verge. Shut up. Yes, and I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily care about your content, but we work together. I support you. You should support me. That just feels right. Yeah. So to not fall back, honestly, feels rude. Yeah. My Rude. favorite follow is the one that kind of feels like a threat where it's like um, <laughs> like minor celebrities who will follow anyone on Twitter who says anything about that. Like oh, yeah. Ansel Elgort like followed me on Twitter after I wrote like three blog posts where I basically called him an idiot. And then like a month later followed me on Twitter and I was like, this seems ominous. Why do you think losing a follower or not being followed back, I guess, I think they're kind of the same vein, hurts so bad? I think, I mean, when, especially when you are like an individual, when you're using Instagram or Twitter as yourself, like there is that, you know, innate human nature to want to be accepted, to want people to like you. And so when someone doesn't follow you back, you're like, why? Like, why won't you follow me? Like, even like you're saying with your coworkers, like we're coworkers, like you should be following me. Like we go out to lunch <laughs> together, but you can't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> like, what the heck? So there is, I think, part of that, like, it's 
you know, and it's kind of like there's, you know, the same thing with people that go out and they post these things on, you know, on Instagram. And if they don't get a hundred likes within an hour, they take it down. And I'm like, why? Like, it, I think we all have this innate desire to be liked and be popular. And it, it does hurt. We kind of take it a bit personally when someone doesn't follow back or if they unfollow us. And, and trust me, like, I've had people that I consider friends that like have unfollowed me on Twitter or on Instagram. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, why would you unfollow me? Like, what, what did I ever do? Like, and you do kind of take it personally, but you kind of just have to realize like it's social media, people use it for different reasons. And whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything, I always encourage people to follow the people that you want to see, like whether it's celebrities, whether it's, you know, businesses, whether it's individual people, family, friends, like follow the people whose content you want to see. Because if you're following people you don't care about and their content is cluttering your feed, then you're not going to want to log in and use that platform. It's full of annoying stuff from people you don't like. So I just have to accept the fact that sometimes I'm not what people want to see in their feed. And that's okay. Like I use my Instagram as a very professional environment. And if people want to see photos of my daughter, they're not going to see that on, on Instagram. Like, okay, that makes sense. Then you probably don't want to follow me there. So I think we just need to like not take it so personal and just realize that people use social media for different reasons. And it's okay that someone doesn't want to follow us. Not like they don't like us. They just don't like our content. Okay. I refuse to accept that someone does not want to see me in their feed. <laughs> but um, uh, another thing we talked about is like the unfollow versus mute I am, like, of the mind that a mute is, like, cowardly and, like, (laughs) perhaps even meaner than unfollowing because it's, like, something I would do. Like, it's something I've done to, like, friends of mine from college where I'm, like, you'll probably notice if I unfollow you, but your tweets suck. TC, who Caitlin interviewed earlier, pointed out that he unfollowed basically everyone. And part of the reason he did that is because when he muted them, he forgot to unmute them. And then he never saw them again. Whereas if he sorts everyone into lists... He can remove them from the list. Then organically, they'll pop up into his feed through retweets or something. And he'll be like, oh, I forgot about them. Let me add them back to the list. He feels like just doing the unfollow was rude at once. And now it's done. Well, the mute is also bad because sometimes people can figure it out via context clues. Like if if they're replying to your tweet or something and you like never respond, like mm, that can get bad. And I have to admit, like the mute is kind of because it does like, like you said, it blocks like everything kind of thing like it really does like if they're trying to reach out to you or if someone else is replying to like you and that person and now you're not seeing their content or anything like it can be really awkward um and i mean like, i use the the i don't know what they call it now. i think it's mute or something like that on on facebook i've used that for like a high school friend that has gone into direct like mlm marketing sales type thing who i was like i legit can't <laughs> of your posts on Facebook, I'm going to die. And so I muted her for 30 days because I was like, let me just see, like, maybe it'll just quiet down. And literally on day 31, Facebook flooded my feed with her content again. And I was like, nope, unfollow. Bye-bye. I can't do it. Like, I legit, like, unfollowed her. on like, I didn't unfriend her because I don't want her to, like, you know, realize that I unfriended her. But I at least unfollowed her so I won't see her content anymore. So there are, like, times and places where you want to use that kind of, like, secret mute like you don't want them to like be unfriended and you don't want to like be obvious about it that you're not seeing their content but 
it is kind of shady when you pull the mute button. Like I'm totally not gonna lie, it's it's shady. If you don't want to see the person's content, just unfollow them or unfriend them or whatever it is, and just like move on. Like we're all grown ups. <laughs> so this is kind. Of, we're getting toward the end of our questioning here, but I'm wondering, just you know, this is your business. You clearly have dealt with many people who are working through these issues. And I'm just wondering, like, do you think we're all taking followers and follower counts and everything that has to do with following too seriously? Honestly, yes. <laughs> it is like, like I have some clients that they just won't let it go. And I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously, calm down. It's okay. Like, and the, like I said, for me, the biggest thing when working with those clients is looking and, and changing their perspective especially from a business context to say, let's look at a different metric. Like whether your follower count goes up or down or whether it goes up slowly or quickly, let's look at something that's more tangible to you. Like let's look at website clicks or let's look at traffic that you're generating from either a promotion or a campaign. Let's look, you know, what you're generating in sales. Let's look and see how's your engagement. Like are your comments going up or down? Are your, are your likes on your individual posts going up or down? And I try to direct them to a different metric that they can better translate into a direct business relationship. So obviously, we can turn around and say, look, compared to six months ago, you're getting three times as many website clicks. Then whether or not their follower account grew doesn't matter because they got three times more website traffic, which is more likely to lead to conversion. Now, when you're working with influencers and you're working with individual people, they tend to not see the world in those kind of you know, statistics and those sort of metrics because they don't care, right? They're more interested about the popularity side of it. And so that's where like, it, it still has to, you have to find another metric that makes sense to them in terms of what is success? Because so many of us do put the valuation of success on our follower account, which I mean, whether like whether or not that goes away or it stays, who knows? But I do think we put a little too much emphasis on it. And even like when I started out, you know, even a few years ago, when I only had like a couple thousand followers on Instagram, but I was blogging about Instagram all the time. And I'm speaking at all these conferences and people are like, they would call me up. They're like, so you speak at all these conferences as an Instagram expert, but you have 2,500 followers. And I'm like, yeah, but look at my engagement ratios and look at my conversion. So to me, it's, and I've built that audience organically. I took it from scratch. I didn't go out and buy followers and I didn't play games. I'm like, hey, these are the people who have found me who legitimately care enough to follow me. So it's, that's my justification. Um, it's not necessarily everybody's. <laughs> but in my opinion, yes, we put a little too much emphasis on follower count. And then Caitlin and I typically talk about like product decisions and things like that. Do you have any ideas or have you thought about how platforms could change like Instagram or Twitter or even Facebook, I guess? to maybe de-emphasize followers or what you would like to see as far as following counts go? I think from both Instagram and Twitter, it's so easy to follow somebody that there's an expectation of having higher follower counts. And I think that that kind of creates that that's where you get people buying followers and like they start a business and all of a sudden they have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. And you're like, really? Because you're this tiny little small business. Like, how did you find 100,000 people in a week? And it's because they bought them. We know that. Like, I think the average consumer is smart enough to realize how social media works. And I would like to see, like I said, a shift in, you know, whether it's an engagement ratio or some other metric that is representative of an active audience. And I think, like, even when I work with brands who want to work with influencers, I say, I don't care about their follower count. Go look at their engagement ratio. How many likes per post are they getting? How many retweets per tweet are they getting? How many comments and responses are they getting? 
because that's going to give you a much more accurate reconciliation in terms of what their audience is doing with their content. And I'm not sure how like that would be readily changed for either Instagram or Twitter as an actual like recognized demographic. But can you imagine if all of a sudden your engagement ratio was listed right up there with your follower count? Like all of a sudden everyone would be buying for comments like nobody's business. Like it would be a whole new way to game the system because everyone would want to get their engagement count up. That sounds really bleak to me. 90% retweet rate. <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> Very snackable thoughts. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that sounds devastating. <laughs> And like, that's the thing, though. Like, even I would be like, oh, my God, like, sometimes my engagement rate is down at, like, you know, less than 1%. I would, I would look abysmal. Like, it would be bad. Like, I, but it would force people to look at a different metric and a different way of creating content that rather than just creating the content for the sake of creating content, they'd actually create the content to get results. And I know, I know it would lead to a ton of gaming of the system and stuff like that, but it would be interesting to see if they could put a different metric up there as a way to analyze performance. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting because it really is just like an artificial creation from these tech companies. Like they created followers and they made right. it they made it prominent. So I they mean, made it a thing. I miss the like Instagram's like, you know, fiddling with like doing like the follows you, follow back, whatever prompts. And it's like you Yeah. It's fine to have to go like click on someone's followers and search for your name to see if they follow you. I don't need to be like slapped in the face with that information. It's, like, too obvious on Twitter, I think. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, just last just last week I got unfollowed by a notable New York City writer who, when she followed me two years ago, it was a big deal for me because I was 22 years old and no one knew who I was. Yeah. Um, she unfollowed me out of spite, and I was confronted with that information because of Twitter's design. If only it had your retweet rate up front and center, she wouldn't have unfollowed. Yeah, had she known my engagement rate, perhaps she would have thought twice. <laughs> All right, that was a discussion. Woohoo, we did it. Yeah. Yay, we got answers. Well, I mean, I like that she talked to us just like regular old people. It wasn't, you know, it gave me comfort. She talked to me like I was one of her clients, and I appreciated that. I got advice out of her, which was nice. Yes. Uh, Jen was very reassuring, mostly because everything that Jen said was a statement in the truest sense of the word, mm -hmm. a statement. Mm -hmm. She stated to us not to sweat the ratio, not to sweat who's unfollowing you, not to sweat any of it. And if uh, somebody who does this for a living, helps people monetize their Instagram accounts, says not to sweat it. I think we should I think we should listen. I did think it, it was funny when she was like, well, I just tell like my clients not to worry and that people will follow them eventually. And in my mind, I'm like, that's not necessarily true. If you post bad things, yeah, no one's going to follow you. Yeah. This is what Jen was talking about, too, is that this is a totally artificial metric. Mm -hmm. And she had such a good point about that. Like, she doesn't care about the followers because if you have really an active and engaged audience, mm -hmm. that's more important. Which, yeah. like, whatever. But the fact that all of these platforms put your follower ratios up front and center makes you care about it. And I hate that. I hate that they've pushed this as a priority for us. They've, like, rewired our brains to think in follower counts. That's messed up. I genuinely don't care about my Instagram follow account and actually have no idea how many people follow me there. But I do care about my Twitter follow account. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm getting to the point... Where I don't care. I mean, 
it's tough. Like on Twitter, I'm not, I don't have that many followers. And so I obviously don't want to have the same number of following as followers. I guess I care, but I also don't know 7,000 people I would follow. Yeah. So I don't know. All I know is I hate that the companies have created this. Okay, but her world. suggestion of having like an engagement metric on top of your profile was way worse. That would be a nightmare. I kind of like it because no. that you can buy that. This is the thing: is followers are so fake. Like, I can go out right now and buy a hundred thousand followers from, that are bots, right? And it's going to look like I'm massively popular, even if y- in your heart you know it's probably bots. But still. I can buy followers, yeah. whereas you can't. You can probably buy engagement, but if there is a way to qualify whether that engagement is real and legitimate and like actual real engagement, yeah, but then, then that like, would be great. I don't know, but then everybody's just gonna be like a relatable tweets account, like, which I'm fine with. I like relatable content. Oh, girl, people engage with political things too, even in news. I mean, I guess I'm just saying, like incentivizing like faves and retweets to that degree, I feel like everyone's just going to get hella boring. Well, I think that replies on Twitter and comments on Instagram should be top. Yeah. And then from there. I mean, they are. They're weighted, like, if you, I mean, not to get into the, like, boring nitty-gritty of working on the internet, but, like, when I was a social media manager and we worked with CrowdTingle a lot to see what were our most engaged Facebook posts, like, comments are weighted highest. Yeah. So... In my imaginary mm-hmm. social platform, your engagement rate is pretty much based off comments. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. I'm going to make this You can have thing. that. You can have it. I will not join, but I will support you. Wow. <laughs> Good thing I have all of the why'd you push that button listeners who will definitely support me in my social platform. Oh, man. Well. Movement. It's a movement now. Okay, well, now that we've approached this horrible schism <laughs> in the Why'd You Push the Button family, it's time to wrap up. Okay, as usual, you know, you can email us at buttonattheverge.com. We love to hear your ideas, your comments, whatever else you feel like sharing with us that day. You can follow Caitlin on Twitter at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley R. Carmen. Uh, Did I forget anything? Yep, I guess the only other thing to say is uh, please... Please listen to the podcast and like and review it in the podcast app. Yes, we really love that. Yeah. That's our engagement metric. Yeah, the only engagement metric I care about, honestly. And people faving my Venmo transaction. Five stars. Okay, bye. Bye.